Well, good morning. My name is Ryan Schreckengast, and I'm one of the preachers here at GFC. And uh, my family, my wife, Steph, our two kids, Aiden and Addie, and myself, have been pursuing the rather lengthy process of adoption. And as a major part of that process, we have been regularly asking our kids, how do they feel? What are they excited about? What are they nervous or afraid of? And one of the major themes that has come up often is the theme that we all like our lives pretty much the way that they are. And my kids in particular are understandably nervous about how that might change when our new season of life begins. We're, we're kind of in this sweet spot in between when our kids are completely dependent on us for every need that they have and those teenage, uh, the, the, the teenage desire for complete independence. We're right there in the middle for however many years God has us there, and we really, really love that. So what if that were to change? What if when we adopt our family dynamic changes? What if things get harder? This is something our family has been wrestling through. Or here's another scenario that our family is currently dealing with. My wife, Steph, is being treated for lupus. She has good days, but honestly, she also has some really hard and really frustrating days as well. And we often find that in our hearts, we just want to be done with it. Can't we see lasting relief? Or at the very least, consistent progress? Couldn't we just skip the part, skip to the part where we know what is going on and what we should do about it? Friends, can you relate to one of those seasons? Maybe both of them at the same time? Where the temptation in that season of life is either to stay stationary or to rush through to get to a different station? Well, friends, the book of Proverbs has wisdom for all of us this morning. And that wisdom is found through the discipline of diligence. Because God, in his wisdom, ordains our lives with these various seasons. And he calls us to pursue him diligently in every one of those seasons though they will look very different from each other. And the beautiful promise that Jesus gives to us is that he will even more diligently pursue us. So let's look at how Proverbs paints this picture for us of diligence. As the persistent pursuit of God in accordance with the changing seasons of life. First, we will see that seasons change. And then we will be warned both against idleness in some seasons and just as vitally warned against rushing through other seasons. And finally, and most importantly, we will see that how in keeping wisdom, you can find Christ. 
We'll be looking at several different passages from Proverbs today, so we will display them on the screen for those of you who are here in person. And if you're on Zoom, please prepare to flip back and forth uh, through Proverbs. So let's look first at these seasons and how they change. Webster's Dictionary defines diligence, among other things, as the steady and energetic effort to accomplish an undertaking. Once again, it's defined here as the steady and energetic effort to accomplish an undertaking. And I think that this is really a great definition because it does capture the attitude of diligence that we see in Proverbs. But according to Proverbs, diligence is not only any effort applied toward any goal. But it is this persistent pursuit of God in accordance with those changing seasons of life. And so like all of the Proverbs, we must consider the worldview of the Proverbs that we've learned already in chapters 1 through 9. And we must be careful not to apply broadly what was intended to be applied very specifically. And so our first thing that we need to consider is how Proverbs about diligence do something very important. They assume the principle of seasonality. First, Proverbs 10, 4 through 5 says, A slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps in harvest is a son who brings shame. Friends, this is not a metaphor. It is a literal example of seasonality. For an agrarian society, this beginning of summer is the season for harvest. And if you do not gather when it is the season to gather, then you will leave behind unreaped what was sowed and your, your crops will rot and your family could starve. And that, friends, is shameful behavior for a son or for anyone. Or let's look at Proverbs 6, verses 6 through 8. Go to the ant, O sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief, officer, or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. Do you see the implied, the assumed seasonality, friends? This is very real life for a people whose livelihood depends on recognizing the season that they are in and then acting accordingly. So Proverbs 10.5 is not saying that everyone who is poor is so because they lack diligence. And Proverbs 6.8 is not saying that you must constantly be preparing bread or you are a sluggard. 
Friends, that is not the intent of these proverbs. Both of these verses assume that the appropriate work is happening in the appropriate season. And we must recognize that as we study these proverbs. But what are the seasons that you experience, if not those seasonal rhythms of sowing and harvest? Are you in a season, perhaps, of singleness? Are you in a season of rejoicing in a growing family? A season of mourning the loss of a friend or a loved one? Or a season of renewed purpose, perhaps, in your career? A season even of devastating health problems? A season of prolonged, unresolved conflict? Or a season of deep spiritual satisfaction with the Lord Jesus Christ? Friends, these are just some of the many seasons that I know many of us in this congregation are in right now. And Proverbs calls us to diligence in those seasons. What does the diligent person do? They recognize these seasons and without being compelled by some other authority persistently pursue a God-honoring response. Friends, the worldview of Proverbs has shown us that wisdom is not a destination, but it is a journey toward the Lord and away from yourself. And so diligence, according to Proverbs, is not simply about how endlessly you are capable of working. It's not about having limitless energy or willpower in every season of life. No, it's about recognizing the seasonality of life and persistently pursuing the appropriate work for that season. There are many, many proverbs about the wealth that is brought about by this diligence. And by the grace of God, this is absolutely true. But diligence is about so much more than simply being applied to the acquisition of wealth. Proverbs 23, 4 through 5 says, Do not toil to acquire wealth. Be discerning enough to desist. When your eyes light upon it, that is the wealth, it is gone. For suddenly it sprouts wings, flying like an eagle toward heaven. Do you see the seasonality implied by this proverb? All of life is a season, friends. Itself, life is merely a season in which we are to pursue appropriate work. So wise diligence does not mean constant toil. Friends, wise diligence means constant discernment. 
constant discernment. Wise diligence recognizes that health and wealth and so much more will simply fly away in the end. And the book of Proverbs recognizes for us how difficult it is to pursue diligence wisely. Proverbs recognizes this tendency that we have to fall off of the horse on both sides. And so the Proverbs gives us warnings against idleness. That is a heart that chooses inaction when the season calls for action. And the Proverbs also warn us against the seeming but not opposite of haste. That is a heart that chooses action when the season calls for patience. So let's look first at the warning against idleness, which is the second point on your outline. Friends, if diligence is the persistent pursuit of God in accordance with the changing seasons of life, then what does idleness look like? Idleness is a heart that chooses inaction when the season calls for action. Proverbs 12, verse 27. Whoever is slothful will not roast his game, but the diligent man will get precious wealth. Friends, consider this kind of person who is eager to eat, so eager, in fact, that they are unwilling to even cook their food. And Proverbs calls this sloth or idleness. He does not pursue the action that is appropriate in the appropriate time. That is to cook his game. But he simply indulges his desire at the wrong time. Proverbs 13.4 puts it like this. The soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing. While the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. Friends, I think it's a common misunderstanding of ours that to be idle or sluggish means that we don't want anything. But that's simply not true. But what we want is something not appropriate to the season that the Lord has us in. And so the idle person is not someone who's unable to work. And I apologize if that has been said to you. But someone who is unwilling to put in the effort to attain their desired result. Here are three examples. Idleness is sexual immorality before marriage. That's idleness. Idleness is listening only to opinions that agree with your own. 
Idleness is lying to minimize conflict. Do you see how in each of these, there is a desire that people are unwilling to work toward? Friends, both the idle and the diligent have very deep desires. But one recognizes the appropriate season for sowing and harvesting, while the other wants only to harvest. And so they get nothing. And the irony is that in the end, what seemed like the path of ease, the way of least resistance, it leads only to the exact opposite of what their desire was. Proverbs fifteen nineteen. The way of the sluggard is like a hedge of thorns, but the path of the upright is a level highway. Do you see that the result of sluggardness, of idleness, leads to a more difficult path? Premature sexual intimacy leads to a broken heart. Self-righteousness leads to even greater misunderstanding. And lying to avoid conflict leads only to greater turmoil. So friends, let me here confess to you that idleness is the side of the horse that I personally most often fall off, especially in my spiritual life. God has blessed me with a very contented spirit. And when that spirit is redeemed through the wisdom of God, I recognize these seasons of life that God has me in, and it is a tremendous blessing to me. I can endure hardship, I can put aside my preferences for others, and I can even draw closer to the Lord. But when I fail in that persistent pursuit of Him, then that spirit of contentedness quickly turns into something very ugly. It turns to apathy, and it turns, friends, to idleness. In my flesh, I would rather reap false closeness with others by avoiding conflict than by sowing the seeds now in a relationship that I may not see the fruit of for years. I would rather be content to be stationary, quote unquote, in my relationship with the Lord, just enjoying the past progress that I have made with him, than I would in investing the effort to go deeper with him. And friends, this is certainly foolishness, and it may be downright sin. So as I have been studying these Proverbs, God has challenged me that my hope is not in staying where things are comfortable. 
but in going with God into whatever season he has for me. When I ignore the hard things, or when I simply cling to those good times as long as possible, unwilling to move on, I waste an opportunity that is given by God to grow closer to him in those hard seasons. And that is the soul of idleness. I crave a closeness with God, but I am all too often unwilling to even cook my proverbial food, to memorize scripture, to recognize these seasons of pain, to choose to die to self that Christ might be glorified. That is how studying these Proverbs has impacted me this week. How does this apply to you, friends? Maybe you struggle with idleness in your family situation. Let me be clear. I am talking about recognizing the season of life that you are in and doing what is appropriate to that season. So there are some seasons that are about disciplining your children. But there are other seasons that are about releasing them to the Lord, that they may grow to lead their own families. So what does idleness look like in those seasons? Idleness could look like refusing to discipline them when it is appropriate to do so because it's so much work. Or idleness could look like clinging to how things used to be and disciplining them at an inappropriate time, insisting that your children forever relate to you as the final authority in their lives. Both of those seasons can experience idleness. And both, in both of those seasons, wisdom calls us to a persistent pursuit of the Lord above yourself. And in persistently pointing your children to Jesus. Do you see? Diligence is about persistently pursuing God in the changing seasons of life. College students, maybe you struggle with idleness in your education. I know that that's something that I certainly did. That was one of the times in my life where I struggled the most with this dark side of my spirit. So idleness could look like suddenly needing to do your laundry or clean your room during finals week. It hasn't been urgent for the last month, but now it's suddenly urgent. It's time to go to the laundromat. I've done that. Or maybe idleness for you college students looks like staying up and studying until 2 a.m. because you didn't actually read any of the material. You've had too many social engagements. 
Friends, the frenzied activity does not mean that a person is not necessarily idle. College students, this season of your life is so short. Four years. Or 24 if you're a grad student. (laughs) Either way, you will not always be in this season of life. So diligence in your education is about persistently pursuing God in the season that you are in right now. So this is the warning that Proverbs gives regarding idleness. And this is one of the ways that we easily miss diligence. But how about for those of you who have the opposite problem? I might as well be speaking a foreign language when I talk to you about not doing something. You not only cook your food, but everyone else's. You take on a new project every week. You just can't wait to get to the next challenge. Maybe your struggle in diligence comes from what Proverbs calls haste, which is the third point. If diligence is the persistent pursuit of God in accordance with the changing seasons of life, then what does haste look like? Friends, haste is a heart that chooses action when the season calls for patience. Look at what Proverbs 21 verse 5 says. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance. But everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. Wait, I thought sloth and idleness are the things that lead to poverty. What is this now? Friends, the opposite of idleness is not haste. It's like assembling furniture out of a box you don't get furniture by leaving the box in the garage and you also don't get furniture by throwing away the plans i know some of you do this and just putting the pieces together idleness and haste friends your life is not about how fast you can get through the season you are in And once again, the Proverbs make this promise of abundance for the diligent. It's promised for abundance. So we may be tempted to think it's about how fast we can reach some level of abundance. No. Look at Proverbs 13, 11. Wealth gained hastily will dwindle. But whoever gathers, little by little, will increase it. Friends, diligence is about recognizing the proper season of life and doing what is appropriate. To use the illustration of harvest again, if you harvest all of your grain before it has matured, what have you really accomplished? Nothing. 
Or consider many of my middle school and elementary school students who I say dozens of times, taking this test isn't about who can finish first. But if we're honest, this applies to every one of us here too. Let's start with the kids. Kids, though you may be tempted, do not rush through your childhood. God has you in an incredible season of learning from your parents. It's fine to be excited about what God might do in your life in the future. But you only have a short season of being here with your parents as a kid. So don't rush. Okay, grown-ups, this one's a little harder. When you are in a season of struggling with the Lord, do you try to just get out as quickly as possible? Yeah, yeah, God, I learned the lesson. Let's just move on. Don't rush out. Or maybe it looks like starting a new ministry or serving in a new way at church as soon as you get bored with the last 12 things you have been doing. Don't rush out. In all of these cases, when the season calls for patience, the heart chooses action. And so this is the warning that Proverbs gives regarding haste, which is the opposite side and the opposite way, not the opposite, but another way that we can miss diligence. So I hope that you see how important it is to act according to your season of life. But how, you may be asking. It seems very easy to say from up here, But when you are in the midst of life, it is so much more complicated, isn't it? Do you move on from the job that you are struggling with? Or do you endure? When and exactly how do you invest in your family? Should you discuss a particular hurt or offense with a loved one? Or should you let the issue go? These are the kinds of questions that we wrestle with. But by the grace of God, there is an answer. There is something that we can cling to that we know is always the appropriate response in any of these seasons of life. And that is the final point of your outline. Friends, the appropriate response pursuit in every season of life is to keep wisdom keep wisdom friends there have been many many teachers that have used these truths about diligence to construct philosophies apart from the gospel for a better life they may sound something like this be mindful Consider life's seasons. 
Don't be lazy or hasty. Work hard. But friends, again, we must come back to the worldview of Proverbs chapters 1 through 9. What does keeping wisdom really mean? Keeping wisdom means encountering the God who built the principle of diligence into his universe and who is himself the author of those seasons of your life. That is what it means to encounter that God. And Proverbs makes this very clear. Proverbs eight seventeen. In Proverbs eight seventeen, the personification of wisdom says, I love those who love me. And those who seek me diligently find me. And Proverbs eleven twenty seven, whoever diligently seeks good seeks favor, but evil comes to him who searches for it. Friends, why does wisdom call us to find her through diligence? Why does this all matter? Because, friends, diligence is the very characteristic of God himself. He is the author of your seasons. And he is the one that you must persistently pursue in every season of your life. And like wisdom, God makes a promise. God himself promises that if you seek him, you will find him. In Matthew 7, 8, Jesus, speaking of himself, says, For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Friends, Jesus invites you this morning... To seek him. To seek him diligently in every season of your life. Seek him in the seasons where you are rejoicing. And seek him in the seasons where you are suffering. Because if you do, you will find him there. Because Jesus himself more importantly than anything else, diligently sought you. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, shows us the true foundation for the kind of diligence that wisdom is calling us to. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, that is restoring you to himself, friends, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. That, friends, is what the persistent pursuit of God in changing seasons looks like it looks 
like Jesus. Jesus, who had every opportunity to avoid his suffering entirely or to rush through his crucifixion. He had that chance, friends, but he loved you to such a degree that he diligently did everything that was necessary in all of the seasons he encountered on this earth until the time where he is now seated in glory at the right hand of God. Friends, that alone is more than enough. But Jesus doesn't even stop there. Jesus did not merely walk diligently through the seasons of his own life, but he continues to diligently walk with you through every season of your life. Friends, that is incredible. Jesus is with you in every season, in every moment of your life. And Jesus says in John 16, 33, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Friends, Jesus Christ, through his diligence on the cross now has victory over every aspect of this world. There is nothing that you will face, no matter how long the season, that Jesus does not have authority over. And friends, he will never abandon you in your seasons. Diligence is the persistent pursuit of God in accordance with changing seasons of life. And if you are diligent, friends, in seeking Christ through those seasons, not being idle or full of haste, then I promise that you will find him. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for your son. Thank you for the diligence that you ordained, that you demonstrated through Christ. God, thank you that you did not, you did not refuse the season of life where you were on this earth. God, that you did not refuse to walk through that season. God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for that. And we thank you, Lord, that you you did not rush through the difficult things, God, and that you even encounter them with us. Lord, that your diligence in our lives is demonstrated daily, Father God. So I pray now as we go through this week that you would um, build in us a heart of diligence. God, that we would reject idleness, that we would refuse to rush, Father God, but that we would seek you in every aspect of our lives, God. We praise your name, Father, for you are worthy. Amen.